It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. You are Locked On Jags, your daily Jacksonville Jaguars podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What is happening, good people? Thank you for joining us again on Locked On Jaguars and making us your first listen every single day because it's your team every day and this is what we do we deliver daily content here on the locked on podcast network locked on jaguars and it's free on all platforms you can check it out make sure you like and subscribe wherever you get your podcast and subscribe and view on youtube as well jaguars are still coming off of a victory and i'm really really proud of the way i've heard them responding and, and the way that they're talking and and what i mean by that is it's almost as if they expected it. You know, everyone looks at it as a big surprise. I'm finally uh, hearing some love on uh, national network on the national networks about how Jacksonville beat Buffalo. We're going to tie that into the show later on as well. Uh, but this week they play the coach. They go on the road to play the coach. Now, when you reflect on the Buffalo game, uh, going into the, the, the game against the Bills, it was all about uh, the Bills defense, Josh Allen, stopping those wide receivers because the Jacksonville Jaguars had not uh, been able to stop receivers all game. And now you later find out that what Joe Cullen and the crew thought uh, going into the game was that if you just beat up on worry because the Bills didn't have a running back who, who was a threat, shallow people that says you can find a back anywhere. Um, we'll talk about that too in second three. But this game is going to be different. This is the similarities between uh, the last week's game and this game in Indy when they go play the Colts is this. Everyone sort of expected them to, to not win, right? I think the same thing could be said for this week with the exception of the Colts can run the ball and the Colts do want to bully you. And the, You won't see a game like last week where Devon Hamilton only played, I think, 12 snaps, 12 to 15 snaps because they were really just – uh, pinning their ears back, going after Josh Allen. That's that can't be the case this week. You have you have to put your beef in the lineup this week against the Indianapolis Colts. So I'm just interested in the not just the physical part of the game, the the mental approach of this game. And when I say who are you, do you still have a chip on your shoulder? Was last week just enough? Are you finally turning the corner? Can you go out and be that competitive again? Or was it just one of those one-week things like this is us at our very best and now we're going to go back to to the other stuff, like not being as good every single uh, week and not being consistent. See, the thing that got me this week, results aside, is that the Jaguars actually were detailed. They, 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 They won those rounds. They landed those body punches that I always talk about. They, they knew situational football. They got first downs when they needed it. Um, they had so many things that that went wrong. The left tackle gets hurt. Cam Robinson gets hurt in the pre uh, pregame. Uh, Trevor goes out with with a you know with what looks like a devastating injury. They had every single uh, scenario you can imagine where they could have held to hang their heads, but they didn't do it. And in the past, those are things that they just didn't uh, have figured out. So uh, can we get spoiled? and think that uh, the the incompetence is over? Can we get spoiled to think that 
the lack of situational football and the lack of details and the lack of preparedness is over, that, that's going to be the key for me. The key is, who are you? Are you really the team that um, is ready to move on and move forward and put your best foot forward every single week? And, and did, the, did the game the other day really change your identity? Or was it just an anomaly? Was it just a one-week thing? And there's some things now that you can look at to determine uh, this weekend. You're going to be able to determine if it was just uh, a fork in the road moment. It, it, was it was it like this is the start of a new journey, or was it just the emotion and just the right matchup and the right time and the chance to do things a certain way? So this is a real, real big test for Jacksonville coming up against the Colts. And uh, they'll have to contend with a little bit of a different attack when they're on defense. Offensively, the Colts provide uh, off, when Jack when the Jaguars have the ball on offense. I mean, the Colts can run and can fly to the ball, very similar to the Bills, but a little bit different. I think Buffalo's secondary is better than the one in Indy, but I do think Indy still has some advantages in their front seven, especially with their linebacking core. They, they rely a little bit more on speed than size the way Buffalo uh, did. So uh, it, it's going to be imperative that the offensive line plays well again this week and uh, keeps Trevor off of his back. So speaking of Trevor, we talked about when the Jaguars got, you know, the first pick and everyone knew that Trevor Lawrence was going to be the target. And there was just talk, was like, you can't mess this up. Just get Trevor and get out of the way. And now we're starting to see around the league that that's not true. So I'm going to segue this into, into segment two, where this ain't that I told you so, but this is now do you guys see? Because what, what we do, we share information here. So it's not, you know, there's no gotcha moments or, you know, every now and then I'll jokingly boast that I told you something. But now we, we, we collectively see why it's more important, why, why it's just as important to build things around Trevor Lawrence uh, the way that you should. They won two games, and Trevor hasn't been at his best in those games, right? Um, they haven't been at 100%. They weren't at 100% the other day, and quarterback play really have anything to do with them winning. He just didn't make mistakes. But it was all the other things around him. And now when you look at what are the team, it was around Josh Allen the other day. So you look at what's going on in Kansas City. See, we get this. We get this little taste of, of of Patrick Mahomes and a little taste of Josh Allen, and then we think, okay, it's just it. Give him the ball, surround him with weapons, and let it fly. Because the Chiefs won, but when you really look at the way the Chiefs won, they won the Super Bowl running the football and playing defense with a veteran offensive line too. I think sometimes we get caught up paying attention to so much about all of the tricks that we don't realize. You go back and look at some of those New England Super Bowls that Tom Brady won. Tom Brady didn't throw for 300 yards in some of those games. One game, they only scored 10 points. You can't get caught up so much in the, the quarterback stuff that you don't pay attention to the things around that quarterback because more, more the quarterback's extremely important, but more times your identity and who you are, is what we're talking about today, is going to be determined uh, about by who you're allowed to be through your quarterback and who you're allowed to be is going to be uh, massively affected by all of those things around him. So we're going to discuss some of these things around uh, Trevor Lawrence and some of the parts around Trevor Lawrence um, 
in the second segment here on a Tuesday edition of Locked on Jaguars. But I got to tell you first, man, about Built Bar. That's right. Built Bar is the absolute truth. Thanksgiving is coming up. And I know a lot of you guys are going to refrain from eating some of those sweets, all that cake. I can't stand cake, by the way, but all of that cake piled up with all of this, all of this dress light. What, what do they call it? Icing. See, I don't even like it. All of this icing and all of this stuff piled up all over. Man, listen, if you don't want to eat all of that stuff, you need to eat something that's healthy and you need to get a built bar. That's right. Built bar is healthy. Built bar is good for you. The macros are off the chain because they have very little calories, very little sugar, very little carb, but they taste great. And if you want chocolate, you don't have to eat icing on the cake because Built Bar is covered with 100% chocolate. That's right. So here's what you do. You go to Built Bar, uh, Built.com rather, and use the promo code at Built.com. Use the promo code LOCK15 and you're going to get 15% off of your order. I'm going to say it again. The promo code is LOCK15. And you're going to get 15% off your order at built.com. Now, if you need a suggestion, if you've heard this show, I'm going to tell you right now the flavor that you ought to try salted caramel. That's right. That is my favorite one. And for more information on the latest news and any holiday built bar surprises, uh, check them out on social media on Twitter at, at bar underscore built. It's built bar uh, at built.com. Lock 15 is your promo code for 15% off. Okay, man, we're going to move along here on a Tuesday edition of Locked On uh, NFL. I don't have my uh, my protector, my popper protector. I hope that P and me sucking my teeth didn't burst your eardrums. Uh, but we're talking about who you are, the identity of the football team. You know, there were a bunch of people, man, that when they got Trevor Lawrence, they just get Trevor and get out of the way and just don't screw this up. Like, you know, they think a monkey could – you get Trevor and a monkey could be the GM and the coach. Just just surround it with guys who are fast and just get out of the way. And and too many times, and, and you know, that's all emotion and people just talking. But football doesn't work that way. You know, you need to surround and you need to support and you need to build uh, properly around uh, that young man. Right now, the Jaguars' identity, let me tell you who I think they are. They're a team with an up-and-coming uh, young quarterback who does need – he has a lot of things that he needs to work on with his accuracy and, and all of that, uh, but they need to continue to surround him with, with some more weapons. They need to continue to develop their identity of who they are because right now this is what I, I see in Jacksonville. I see a team that um, – whose best player on offense is a running back, and, and I know people out there, the whole running back, the anti-running back crew is what I'm going to call them. They – you know, they don't want to hear that, but it's the truth. The best football player on this team is James Robinson. We'll talk a little bit more about James Robinson in segment three, but the best player on this team is James Robinson. And right now, you have to be able to build around the fact that you have a good quarterback and you have a good running back. I'm going to tell you something about play action that I think it was Tyler Rowland of Tic Tac Titans and Locked On uh, Titans. I think Tyler Rowland mentioned to me uh, that success in the running game is not real play action to work something like that he said and i was like are you crazy and he's like no 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 really he said you know there, there's data that shows that what allows play action to work is 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 throwing when they think you're going to run so you know it's situational the data proves that situation is like when they think you're going to run what makes it work is 
It's not that people go a whole, they try to sell out so bad to stop the run because the run is so devastating. No, it's situational stuff. And now this is, this is, he didn't say this part, but this is where I kind of take what he, t- what he, what he mentioned. And I kind of put my own my own thought process into it because the data he was right. You know, it shows that um, what makes uh, what makes play action work is that you're tricking people into thinking you're running. So you think there's a connection between the two, maybe, and there are. And this is what I'm I'm talking about: James Robinson and Trevor Lawrence and the dynamic between the two. We think that sometimes that play action works because. Oh, I got to stop him. I got to stop Derrick Henry. He's wearing us out. He's wearing us out. Oh, you caught me slipping. So now this thing is open. But more importantly, what it is, is it's trying to control control the ebb and flow of the game and looking at a team's tendencies and a team, okay, they always run in this situation. So I have certain personnel in the game. When I'm suited to stop the run, all of a sudden now here comes the pass. You got me? So it's not like the thinking isn't so much as, well, he's killing me, he's killing me, he's killing me, it, as much as it is, is, well, this is what they usually do in this situation, and, and then you catch them slipping. Y'all understand? Y'all following what I'm saying? Sometimes it can go hand-to-hand because he's so good at it, maybe the running back's so good, you you really, really load up to try to stop him. You see, that's what happened the other day. I'm going to give you a perfect example. That's why the Titans – Molly the Rams the other night. Derrick Henry isn't there, right? Oh, they're just going to throw it. They're going to throw it. And, and, and you know what? They did. But the success in the passing game wasn't because Derrick Henry was there, because Derrick Henry wasn't there. It's it's the, the chess match between these coaches trying to figure out what to do. So the Jaguar game the other day, they had zero fear of the running game, right? Zero fear of the running game. And they sold out to beat up and bang on Josh Allen. Teams that play Jacksonville don't have that luxury. You better fear the running game. Because here's what goes into that running game that I'm talking about and and the situational stuff that I'm talking about. And it's not like you're just sitting here just scared of James Robinson. What you're afraid of is a team constantly being in second and three. You let a guy get seven yards on that first guy. That is an absolute nightmare scenario. See, so if if it's first down and we know a team has certain tendencies on first down, if they get 10 yards on a carry, as a fan, I'll go like, man, come on, man. You got to stop. You can't let him get 10 yards. But I'm also looking at it like the offense gets a new set of downs. But now the defense gets a new opportunity to put them in second and long, whether it be because of a pre-snap penalty, whether it's because of a holding call, whether it's because of uh, them trying to run it again and you're stuffing them four yards, a sack, whatever. Because the beginning of the end for an offense being successful is second and long. The down and distance situations. Now here comes the sub package. So what happens is on first down, if a running back gets 10 yards, all you've done is just start over. You started your clock over. On second and one or second and two or second and three, you have no clue what they're about to do. Of course, if you can get 10 yards, you get 10 instead of seven. But my point is, is 
the the position that teams don't like being in are ones where they cannot dictate what's going to happen based on the whole play. When you hear people say the whole playbook is open on second and one, they are absolutely right. Nothing gets on my nerves more than on second and one, you run the ball and do gets a yard and a half and you get the first down. You had a golden opportunity on second and one to do anything you wanted to do. And the only thing you had interest in was getting that one yard. You helped them out in my opinion. Yeah. So that's why I have James put him in these situations of second and one, um, uh, second and three, and he's mobile. These are the things that are going to help this football team moving forward, and these are the things that are going to help create an identity. This is why Baltimore is so dangerous. Because they either run the ball with a running back or, or Lamar, Lamar Jackson takes the ball and he'll scramble on a, on a pass play and he'll get uh, six or seven yards and it's second and four and you are at their, you are at their absolute mercy. I hate it. I, I don't know about you guys as a fan, but I hate it. So what I want the team that I love and the team that I cover to do, what I want them is to be what I despise. I, I want my team to be what I hate other teams uh, you know, to be against us. And that's a second and three ball club. Second and three. That, that, that's what I'm looking for. I think that's how you start talking about what the identity of this team is. We're going we're gonna to find out this week if it's going to be consistent from last week. But I want this team to be a second and second and three ball club. So that's it. So I'm going to need I'm going to name this my, my new identity for the where I hope the Jaguars are in the future for Trevor's sake and for James Robinson's sake. I want them to be a second and three. I just gave Jaguars an identity. Who are you? Second and three. That's who we are. And if you do that, I guarantee you, you have a championship or two here pretty soon. I want to talk about James Robinson. And then I want to talk about Walker Little's big chance. And not that nice? I said that Walker Little's big chance. And then I want to further talk about uh, James Robinson and his value to the Jacksonville Jaguars. And we'll do all of that in segment three here on a Tuesday on Locked On Jaguars. I want to tell you first about Get upside. What is get upside? Well, I'm going to tell you what. You're going to get up and go outside and save you some gas, some money on gas by listening to this. It is an app that is going crazy, and everyone who buys gas needs to know about this, right? You're going to be able to save and start making up to 25 cents a gallon. Every gallon of gas, every heard what I said, 25 cents per gallon that you're going to save every time you fill up on your gasoline. Now, how do you do it? Then you go you go to your app store or to Google Play, and you get the GetUpside app, right? You put in a promo code. Touchdown is your promo code. Now, your first fill up, you're going to get an additional $0.25. Cents. So that's up to $0.50 cents cash back. Now, how do you get your money? Uh, well, you get your money. Your money stays in your account. All of your cash back, it comes to your account. And then when you're ready to access that, whether it's putting it on PayPal accounts or running it to your bank or a gift card through Amazon or e-gift card or whatever, then you just do it. There's no gimmicks, man. I'm telling you, you need to start saving you some money right now. Your first fill up, when you first start, you're going to get 50 cents per gallon off. And then after that, up to 25% per gallon on uh, the rest of your fill ups. No joke, man. So you need to go get the GetUpside app right now and use the promo code touchdown and start taking advantage and start saving you some money on gas. All right, man, running down, running down here on a Tuesday, talking about 
uh, the identity of this team, who they are, what they'll have a chance to show come a Sunday against Indianapolis. And of course, we'll have more on a crossover edition later on this week uh, with, I think I'm going to talk to Evan Sidery from Locked On Coats. But for right now, we, we need to really, really understand and get that this this team has an opportunity um, to establish its identity. Um, sometimes you don't know who you are until you're missing something. And the other day, the Jaguars were missing their best offensive weapon right now in James Robinson. And they still found a way to win the game. Carlos Hyde did a pretty good job. I think he had like 67 yards in relief of James Robinson. I don't think the Bills thought, you know, they were like, who was Carlos Hyde? I'm going to tell you who Carlos Hyde was. Carlos Hyde was a guy who was getting chunks of yards uh, in certain situations against Buffalo and putting Jacksonville in that third and short situation that I keep talking about. James Robinson, though, I think was a little bit devalued. I'm going to be honest with you. I'm going to tell you right now. No disrespect to Travis Etienne. I do think that this staff underplayed how good James Robinson was, and none of us did that. Everyone here knew that he was good. I think if they could do it over knowing what they know now about James Robinson, they wouldn't have made that draft pick. And I, I never said I wasn't a fan of the Travis Etienne pick because I said, you know, I know what they I know how they, I know how they're thinking. You can listen to them and tell. I said they're going to I know how they're thinking. And when you get a guy who came from college and he saw what that guy did in college And he rolls out there, and James Robinson's lined up at wide receiver in minicamp, and 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 he probably he, people love explosiveness, man. You love explosive players, and you love speed. So it did not surprise me. Urban always had a guy who's fast playing running back. Always, he always had a guy who could take it to the house. And James Robinson isn't a take it to the house guy. So sometimes you can fall in love with certain characteristics and attributes that a player has, and then you don't realize how good that player is. People used to kill me when I said he reminds me of little Walter Payton. And that's because you look at him and there's not one thing or one trait that a measurable trait that he has or does that makes you think that he's good. And then he goes out and plays and then he runs all over people and and he's a hard guy to get down one on one. And he's always leaning forward, getting you that extra yards. He finds that little crease, crack, crack, crack. And it's stuff that you it's instinctive stuff. It's, it's just stuff. Was, Emmett Smith had that. I do think that his his value, he's been undervalued um, a lot by people. But like I said, most of that is the anti-running back crowd. And when I say anti-running back, I, they don't hate running backs. But there are people out there that just believe, ah, you can find them anywhere. So, and you might be able to. But we just played a team Sunday that needs a running back, right? And they're supposedly a Super Bowl contender. And they don't they they, they ain't got nobody running the ball. Nobody's scared of them to the point where the Jaguars did what they did. The Rams, another team, ain't nobody scared of them in their running back situation, right? Some teams identify great runners better than others. And those teams that don't identify runners need to pick them earlier than they need to. And I know with the Rams, Cam Akers is hurt. But some teams that there are teams that need to use second round picks like the Rams on a running back. You know why? They need to use them because they have a hard time identifying them late. It, and, and some teams fail even when they pick them early. And if you can't pick them early, you damn sure can't pick them late because you don't have guys that fit into your system. But then there are other teams that have 
uh, don't know how to utilize them once they get them. So when you're evaluating a running back situation, everything isn't even. It's not always apples to apples. But James Robinson's value to this team. Now, I know people are saying, we, we just won without him. If he was there, they would have blown Buffalo out. If James Robinson had played, they would have absolutely blown Buffalo out because I think he would have gotten to the end zone a couple of times or extended drives. And maybe opened up a little bit more of the passing game because they would have had a little bit more respect for who was in the backfield. So, yeah. Also want to talk about Walker Little. See, all of these things are going to – all of these players that I mentioned here, especially in this segment, is going to determine uh, who the Jaguars are. Walker Little showed up, man. Showed up. Didn't look good early. Got beat by sack and then got pushed into trevor lawrence after he seemed to go get himself greased up a little bit i didn't hear his name called why is that important because there's some tough decisions down the line that this team's gonna have to make is walk a little better than cam robinson right now absolutely not that's not the decision decision is is are you going to pay cam robinson franchise money again or sign him to a long-term deal when you have walk a little and then what do you do about juan taylor these are the team building things. These are good problems because now I think what you're doing is you're having to make decisions by guy. You're making decisions about guys that you think can play as opposed to trying to figure out where you're going to find who can. These are all good things, but walk a little. I call it walk a little's big chance. He's going to have it again at some point. And then at some point you're going to wonder if the Jaguars are going to say, okay, let's see if it's for real. Let's see what it is. Let's see what, let's see. You know, the guy had two years off and he probably needed to, you know, get some more lower body strength. And then he probably needed to to get back into the group. Well, you just think Jamar Chase had one year off and then he forgot how to catch the ball. And now all of a sudden he's catching the ball again. So this is close contact, hand to hand against some of the biggest, most ferocious guys. You can imagine And Walker Little's just probably getting his feet wet again. Team building, man, that's what it is. That's what it is. And we're a team right here on the Lockdown Podcast Network. You can check out the Peacock and Williamson podcast. Peacock, Brian Peacock, is an NFL analyst, and Matt Williamson is a former NFL scout, and they know what they are talking about, man. They put a podcast together that you guys need to subscribe to and make your second listen. Because Lockdown Jaguars is, of course, your first listen every day. That could be your second listen. We'll have more tomorrow, man. We'll have more as we uh, try to figure out who the Jaguars are. I know, you know, after a win, we're all still happy. I'm happy for the fans, happy for the players that have worked really, really hard to get to this point. And now I think they're putting in a lot of work. So uh, a win would be nice going to Indy this week. But just to be just to play at a very high level and show that you're still on that track to get better and improve. It, it, that'll do for most Jaguar fans, and I know it'll do for me. It should do for you, too. You guys keep taking care of each other, man. It's fall. It's beautiful. Uh, got boots and sweaters on, and some people acting like they're freezing, and it's like 44 degrees in Jacksonville this morning. So uh, you guys continue to take care of each other, man, and try to enjoy and find some happiness and joy uh, with the fact that your Jaguars football team has another chance to go out and show that they are growing towards success. Until tomorrow, this is Tony Wiggins here with Locked on Jaguars. Take care.